get into, into a time of worship. He's a great God. And this moment, we're going to give him all the praise, all the worship. Elohim is his name. He's the beginning and he's the end. Father, we bless your name. We lift you up on high, O oh God. We exalt your name. For there is none like you, O oh God. There is none that can be compared unto your name. May your name be praised. May your name be lifted up on high. We bow before your name, O oh God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you.
Worship Him. 
worship your name, we magnify your name. Your love is
Jesus, you're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. Jesus, you
is too much, oh God. Indeed, you're amazing, God. You're faithful, God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Amen. May your name be exalted. May your name be lifted high. Jesus. We bless your name. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Father, we love you. Please speak to us. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I heard there's a beautiful weather out there. It's pouring amazing love and grace. Awesome. It is nice. Do you know this song? He says, Meko Jesus ho. Ide Mirika Beko ho. O wonkwa. O wonkwa. Do you remember the rhythm? Can you just put your finger on the C, the key C? <laughs> Gotcha. The volume is low, so open the volume. All right. Or a C. No, just one finger on the C. What? Which one is the? Which one is the C? Mercy, Lord. One finger. You're still using two. This is C. Yep. Man called Jesus, oh, medium come back, oh, oh, Jesus, medium come back, oh. Oh, one quiet on the chair. Yeah, It's beautiful for. You know, when you're playing the. When you're playing game, right? You can buy life. You can buy. If you have enough coins or whatever they call it, you can buy more life so that you don't die. And you realize that. If you're not really good at the game, they are killing you. And you can only sustain yourself as you buy more lives. But then the real game of life. Hmm. Glory to God. The real game of life. We have life that we can buy. The interesting thing is that we don't have to use our money to buy. Jesus purchased for us with his own blood. 
so that he says, in him as life. When you're reading the, the accounts of John, it says, in him was life, and his life was the light of men. And then Jesus himself said, I have come. I have what? Come. That you may what? Have life. Hmm. Glory to God. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for It is enough that Jesus died. I'm changing the key because the first one was a killer. And that he died for me. It is enough that Jesus died. And that he died for It is enough that Jesus died. That part is so sweet. And that he died for me. Can you look at the person you love who is going to die in your place? And you tell the person, you know, Kojo, it is enough that you are dying. You are very wicked. <laughs> Isn't it? Or you are the one going to die in place of the person. The person is looking straight into your eyes and, say, and mention your name and say, all these years of love, this is enough that you are dying for me. You will stop dying within one second. Because that is a very painful statement. But he himself said to the father, I am ready to go. And all that he did with his life and his death, we sing and say, It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. I need no other argument. I need no other And that 
enough. You have people accusing you. You will have your plans not going through as you want the plans to go through. And as you are thinking that maybe others are really bypassing you in the course of life, you realize that in all the speed, in all the race, it is enough that Jesus died. Hmm. I want us to really look at that statement. That Jesus said. It's as if that he was having a confirmation galore. Something like that with Apostle John. Because Apostle John first of all said it. John 3.15. John 3.15. The KJV. It is enough that Jesus died. John 3.15. John chapter 3 verse 15. Oh yes. The KJV. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Amen. Whosoever Whosoever, whosoever, it doesn't matter what kind of person, whosoever, all the person needs is what? Believe. You know, believe is not faith. People think that when you say believe, it also means faith. They are not the same. Faith is too much of a hard work than belief. When somebody says, I like you, and when somebody says, I love you, which one is too much of hard work? Love is hard. That's why when somebody gets into a relationship or it's like they, they are dating and then like one, one of them says, I think I love you. The other one was like, ooh, you're moving too fast. <laughs> Especially young guys. They want to have the fun. You've been on date twice and you have already mentioned the love word. But when you tell them, you know, James or Cubby G, <laughs> Cubby G, Cubby G, I think I like you. He's okay with that. You know, like, two dates, like is good. Believe is like saying I like you. And then faith is what? Like saying I love you. Yeah. So it doesn't take too much to just have eternal life. He says, if you believe. One man went to Jesus and the man was weeping and crying, calling on Jesus that my daughter is dying. Master, come! My daughter is dying. And Jesus said, I'll go. Let's go. And just as they were preparing to move because he had a lot of people around him, they sent a messenger, go tell him, his baby girl is dead. Oh boy, can you imagine that scene? 
Because the man had hope that Jesus is going home with me and he imagined the healing of his daughter. You know how imaginations can be when you have hope or hopelessness. Two, all these two can bring you different imaginations. But because Jesus said, let's go, he had that beautiful imagination that the daughter's healthy and kicking and jumping and playing her favorite game and eating all the food they couldn't, she couldn't eat. Then he says, don't bother the master. Your daughter is dead. She is dead. Then the man's countenance fell. And how beautiful Jesus is. He looks at the man and says to the man, do you believe? The man didn't have an answer. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible. And the man cried, oh Jesus, help my unbelief. Help me. Because he couldn't find belief. His daughter is dead. Let's be honest, it's not easy. You had a bad news that you just have courage? No. In face of Jesus, the man lost hope. In face of Jesus. Can you imagine? That almighty God, Jesus, stands before you and you don't have hope. Yeah. That is why you have people go to church and mighty things are happening, nice things are happening, and yet they are not happy. It's not a curse. Somebody stood in front of Jesus and was sad. He told Jesus, help me because I don't believe anymore. I don't believe. I don't believe. The reason why I was clinging on you was because of the life of my daughter and he, she lost it. If you are holding on to Jesus for a reason and that reason is no other than something you're looking for, you could be disappointed. True or not true? You could because there shouldn't be just a solution reason to want to hold on to Jesus. You know, like somebody tells you, I'm only in this relationship because, you know, you got a green card. And once I get a green card, I'll show you my love. Then you're ready to slap the person in his face because what you said is very dangerous. When I finally make you get your stay, you will now show me love? Then you know there's trouble. Or somebody looks at the boss and says, you know, I'm still working here because I just got bills. I'm not working here because I really like the job. I like you. And that's why you have people rebelling at every time they were given instructions. Because they're not really there because they want to be there. Something makes them go there. And I don't want to have a friendship where you're my friend because of something I can give. So when I'm not able to give that particular thing, the friendship is over. Why would a guy kneel down with all the surprises and tell the lady, oh, will you marry me? She says, oh, 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 my God. Some even collapse and all that. Yeah, they go to the hospital before they wear the ring. <laughs> and 
Everything changes after like a year. Sometimes they even break the engagement. What happened? Somebody was clinging onto something that was not heavy enough to keep holding on. And the man only went to Jesus because of her daughter and she died. Oh, help my own belief. Help my own belief. Help my own belief. And they moved to the house. You remember that story? They moved to the house and everybody was crying and people were crying and they were shouting and they were crying and they were wailing and the women and the mother and they were crying in the room and Jesus said, get out everybody, get out. Get out. And they all went out. And he was there with the girl. Play, play that movie. Play it. What a lovely man. That girl was the lifeless. Then he looks at the girl with passion. Says, little girl, I say unto you, arise. Talita kumi. That is a statement. And the girl came back and then he turned to the father and said, give her some food. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. He brought the girl out and this same Jesus, watch this, let's read the scripture. John 5.40, John 5.40. This same Jesus made a profound statement and they couldn't understand him. John 5.40, they couldn't understand. What did he say? John chapter 5 verse 40. Oh yes. Thank you. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Mm, start from the 39. Let's get some story. Oh, boy. John 5, 39. Uh -huh. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Thank you. <laughs> Tell your phone to repent. Tell your phone to repent. Search the scriptures, uh -huh. for in them ye think ye have eternal life. <laughs> and they are they which testify of me. Yes. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Oh, Amen. he told them, you guys think that when you look into the scriptures, you will find me? And it's very easy. You have Instagram pages, right? When I go on Instagram, I see your picture and your name. Doesn't mean I found you. I didn't find you. I could like whatever you did there, but I didn't find you. And then he was telling them, you don't find me in the scriptures. They testify of me. But you will not come to me so that you can have life. In other words, if you will come to me, you will have life. Do you know the life we're talking about? That life is called Zoe. Z-O-E. Greek word, meaning the God kind of life. 
He told them, if you will come to me, I will give you the God kind of life. Meaning, I will give you the life of God. Oh boy. That is why they wanted to kill that man so fast. Because he was blaspheming according to them. You, an ordinary man, can give us a God life. Do you know what God life is? A life that cannot be perished. A life that don't die. Eternal life. Oh boy. And then they said you are not serious. You are not serious. You are not serious. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, see this in John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. In Johnny. <laughs> oh, yes. John chapter 10, verse 10. Uh-huh. The, the thief cometh not, uh -huh. but for to steal and to <laughs> kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. Can we have it in uh, Amplified? Amplified AMP. Maybe they'll put something in parentheses for us. Oh, he yeah. was talking to the disciples. And then he said beautiful things. What did he say? It said, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Three things. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Can you, did you hear that? Amen. Did you hear that? That they will have life? To the full, till it overflows. So there was a life that actually can overflow. Do you know overflow? It means flood. The life can flood. Have you seen the power of a flood before? It carries everything with it. I will give you such a life that can carry sickness along with it. And it can throw away the sickness because you have it full. He, he, he explained the life of God like, a, like, like liquid. He says, it is eternal because it's overflowing. He says, I'm not a thief. The thief comes to take it all from you. I have come that you have it all. And they wanted to kill this man. Oh, how sad. How sad because when you go out, and then you were hearing all the, the stories and you're shooting people and you're killing people. He was like, oh dear Lord, protect me. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? No bullet can go through your body. No, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm telling you the truth. Can you kill God? Could they kill Jesus? No. He told them, I am laying my life down and I'm going to take it back. That's what he told them. So when the soldiers went to arrest him and then they said, who is Jesus? I, they didn't even say anything here. They got him and he said, who are you looking for? And they all fell by the power. All the soldiers fell. Can you imagine? 
and you think a bullet does go through you. Say, I'm loaded. Oh, yes. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Now, Peter, watch this. Peter enjoyed this kind of life. And then when he wrote a letter, this is what he said in 2 Peter 1 verse 4. Can we get there? Hey, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, let's flow with this. Are you here with me? 2 Peter 1 4, it is okay with AMP or KJV. This is amazing. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse Uh huh. Verse 4. 2 Peter 1 4 from the AMP. Mm. For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises ah. of inexpressible value. Woo. So that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of this reputable desire. Hmm. And become sharers of the divine nature. Sharers! He mentioned sharers. All right. Let's do KJV. AMP, AMP says sharers. All right. That's fine. We are sharing, but let's get it real here. Second Peter 1, verse 4. Oh, yes. From the KJV. Oh, yes. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, mm -hmm. that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, <sighs> having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. He says that we are partakers of the divine nature. Do you understand it? Partakers. We have our place in the divine nature. Do you know his divine nature? The totality of God. He says we have our place in the totality of God. Amen. We are partakers of his divine nature. That is something to take you home. It is something to give you comfort. As you sleep and you wake up and you go about your daily business, he says, you are partakers. If anybody thinks that they are cheating you, is their loss. Because you can't cheat God. And you can't cheat him. We are partakers. Wow. No, just for a second, just think about it. I am a partaker of his divine nature. Do you know what that means? That means if anybody has ever gotten a picture of God, you are in there. <laughs> if anybody ever got a glimpse of his glory, you are in there. In there. In, in, in there. But you know, it is so hard for people to understand it. Even when they call themselves Christians. It's so hard sometimes for them to expressly grasp this truth and want to live it. Why is it so hard? Because of the types of people we have. And I want to show you three kinds of men. Three kinds. When I say men, Bible says men is everybody. Men, women, human beings. Three kinds of men. I want to show you three kinds of men. And then you'll be surprised that, ooh. And then you'll find which one you are. 
Oh, I wish you would choose the best one. <laughs> Jesus healed 10 lepers. And one went to say thank you, right? And what did he ask him? You were 10. What is a 9? He said, well, I don't know, but I came to say thank you. And guess what he said? Go. You were made whole. Go and show yourself to the priest. Because they were lepers. They were outcasts. So now that they were healed, he had to go show himself to the priest and say, no longer are you going to take me outside of the city because I'm cleansed. And I'm not leprous. I don't have leprosy anymore. But watch this. He healed 10. One went to say thank you and made him whole. Did you get it? Others are praying for healing. But they that stay with him are made whole. He gave them healing. All ten. One came to say thank you and he made him whole. Remember when the lady touched the hem of Jesus and then she got healed? And Jesus said, someone touched me because virtue went out of me. And then finally she was able to man up and say, I did it. I did it. And look, be in that environment. Why do you think she touched the hem of his garment? Didn't, don't you think that she wished she could have touched him, his body? But why? Because number one, she was bleeding and she was not supposed to be where everybody is. So she had to hide herself so that nobody would see her. And the best way to hide herself was to crawl. Because people are standing trying to touch him and she had to go low because they, she shouldn't be seen outside. It was a taboo. It was a, an abomination to have blood and be in public. And so there was no way she could get Jesus' attention. There was no way she could get Jesus to heal her because she was not supposed to be seen. But she created an idea. Faith is a creative ability. When she said, but if I may touch the hem, because I don't touch his skin, so I don't make him dirty. I don't make him unclean. Just his garment, I will be made whole. But Jesus felt the power went out of him. And then when she said it was me, he said, your faith has made you whole. Instead of saying go, you are healed, fine. He made her whole. Which one do you prefer, healing or wholeness? <laughs> but it takes a certain kind of people to be able to get to the place where they can say, I seek wholeness. I don't just seek healing. Of course, there was a gift of healing. But there was a grace of wholeness. Can I show you three kinds of men? First Corinthians chapter 2, the verse 14. Oh, it is enough that Jesus died. First ah. Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. 
for they are foolishness unto him. <laughs> Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. Ha. Did you get it? Was it clear enough? Was it clear enough? Did you understand it? Abatampa. Wokayam fumbo. I give you some time. Do you understand it now? Do you understand what you just read? <laughs> oh, don't you love Jesus? Can you read it again, please? Just to make sure you got it. Um, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. N I R V. Can it help us? N I R V. First Corinthians 2 14 from the N I R V. The person without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Good. These things are foolish to them. They can't understand them. In fact, such things can be understood without the Spirit's help. Amen. All right. So with that, with that kind of understanding, what do you think it is? Who is the natural man? The person without the Holy Spirit. So we have the first type of people that, that are called the natural people. They are the people that are without the Spirit of God. And Bible says that they cannot receive the things of the Spirit. Why do you think they wanted to stone him and kill Jesus and all that? Because they were natural people. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. Alright? So, they could not receive the Spirit words that came from Jesus. Remember, Jesus said that the words I speak are given unto me by my Father who lives in me, the Holy Spirit. So, these words are spiritual. And we have carnal people, well, natural people. And they are without the spirit. Because they see what you are saying as foolishness. It is foolishness unto them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. TPT. They are spiritually discerned. Can TPT help us? I'm trying to coin some nice words for you. To be able to get the whole thing. Second Corinthians 2.14 oh, from boy. the TPT. Mm -hmm. Someone living on an entirely human level ah. rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense to him. Yes. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they're only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Amen. Thank you. So who is a natural man? Someone living on an entirely human level. So we have the type of people that are just living on just the entire human level. They are just on that level. They are only humans. After this, you will not be saying something like, I'm only human. It is the talk of only natural men. Where do they live? On the level of what? Yeah. 
And they, they don't get anything spiritual. You can never do anything for them spiritually for them to just say, oh, that makes sense. No, they are not there because they are living as only human beings. Do you know that that is an error? Error. An error. Yeah. Because Help me, Lord. Now listen to this. I hope you get it. This world, all right? We have this world, which to you, you will say it is a physical world. All right? So we have a physical world and we have spiritual world. The spiritual world is not up there. And then this world is not down here. So the spiritual and this physical, no. This world is in the spiritual world. Is it coming home? This world is in a spiritual world. Why? Because the one who made the world a spirit, God. God is a spirit. And then he made this world. But it's a physical world. But it is controlled by spiritual things. Why? Didn't God speak to Satan and said, have you seen Job? Two spirits talking about human beings. And give the guy permission. Very soon I'll get into why God allowed Satan to touch Job. Very soon I'll tell you. It is a heartbreaking thing. But you see, what makes this world physical is because of this housing called flesh. Do you get it? It is only those with this fleshy housing that can stay here. So you can touch things. So you can feel things. So you can communicate well. That's why Almighty God had to have skin on himself to be able to approach us and do the things he did. Now, you, because you are always here, you've been here for so long, you've come to realize you are just a human being. That is a natural man talking. But in reality, if God, the Spirit, who made the world is a spirit and he made us in his image and likeness, then we are also what? Spirits. I'm happy you were home. If we are spirits, how come we have this? Maybe because of the flesh. Our spirit self almost seems nonsense. Why? Because although you are spirit, if there's a ghost here, you may not see it. But a ghost is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit, but you don't see him. Unless you are also, you are able to get into the realms of the spirit. But yet you are a spirit. So why? It's because of this dimension of the physical 
That makes it so hard for us to be able to operate as we are because we are spirits. We are spirits with souls living in this body. But the environment and our growth and our families and all that have made us be able to exercise our flesh more than our spirits. So it is hard to get into the realms because we've been taught how to exercise our senses than our spirits. But you were a spirit. And so, it is so hard for the natural man. But you see, the guy calls himself I'm a human being, yet he imagines things. Imagination is spiritual. Imagination is spiritual. But that guy didn't think so because still he's, he doesn't think all these things are just, he's just a physical guy. And you tell him spiritual things and he tells you you're speaking nonsense. Paul says that the message of the cross is foolishness unto those who don't believe. They are natural people. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. These are the guys who call themselves atheists. These are the guys who tell you they don't believe in anything. Even when you have a dream, they don't believe in dream. But yet they dream. And that is spiritual. But they think dreams are just useless stuff and they just happen as part of the human brain. You don't dream because you have brains. No. Someone said if you don't dream because you have brains, animals don't have souls. How come they dream also? Do animals dream? Have you, have you had a dog that is sleeping and just behaving like it's running? You know why? Who can tell me? They don't have souls. They, they, they die, they don't go anywhere. They are just dead. But yet they dream. Why? Because they have brains? No. Who can tell me? Who can tell me? Can somebody can tell the rams and pull some answers? But they dream. So how did they dream? How did they dream? Yes. Why do they dream if they don't have souls and spirits? Why do they dream? How is it possible that they can dream? Because dreams are not of the spirit. Dreams are not of the spirit. Ooh, she says dreams are not of the spirit, but they are of the flesh. Eesh. Dreams are of the flesh. But your flesh was sleeping. And then things were happening in some other world. Your mind. You see, you came back to mind and not a spiritual. Not your brains, your mind. Brain and mind are not the same. Did you know that? Your brain is not your mind. Although we point here, but our brains are not our mind. They are different. Yes. Yeah, so why do animals dream? And an animal can actually see a spirit and you can't. Yet they are not spirits. How is it possible? Come on now. <laughs> Animals can see things that you are not seeing. Like seriously, they can be backing at like a ghost or something, a spirit standing there. But you don't see that. Why are you backing so much? But they've seen something. Cats, 
When you're going to die, cats are even able to exchange something with you. Sometimes cats lay down their lives for their owners. It happens lots of times. How come they have these things and they are still not able to have spiritual souls? Because they are not humans. Then they shouldn't have spiritual intuition. Should I say that? <laughs> they shouldn't have it work. God gave Adam control. Uh-huh. God gave, yes. So what happened? Because Adam named them, they became anointed. <laughs> of course, they are God's creation, but they don't have spirit. Yet, they see spirits. They see things. They can even dream, as I said. Ah, all right. Let's do this. I hope you understand. I'm going to try. I'm really, really going to try to try to give you the picture as I am giving utterance. But I hope you get it. See, I told you earlier on that this world is in the spiritual. All right? Therefore, there is a spiritual impact, a spiritual influence on this world because it's in. You are a spirit, but you got intestines. We can touch your intestines, yet you are a spirit. Yet, because you are a spirit, we can do spiritual things that can heal your intestines or destroy your intestines spiritually and it will appear physically. Yet, your intestines are physical. How come they were able to receive spiritual influence? Because this world is in the spiritual world and has influence by the spiritual world. Animals don't have souls, don't have spirit. By virtue of being part of a world that is spiritual, they are given that kind of influence, you understand, to also be able to see and sense for their safety or for their food. Do you catch it now? So, what an animal can see, although you cannot see, and then you were surprised, yet the animal without a spirit and soul is seeing because it has been given that, should I say, that aspect of the spirit influence on the earth. Do you catch it well? Camera, phone camera, whatever camera, the lens is able to capture things that your eyes can't capture. You only see the photo and say, ah, I didn't know this guy was there, but this guy was there. Why? It depends on the focus. And animals are given such focus in their eyes that they can see beyond some lines. Look at fish. 360. A fish in the water can see what? 360. Right? Is it 360 or 180? Oh my God. It's 360. And a fish can see all around. Yet you can't. So a fish will be able to run faster like 
move all. Take an action before you because the fish saw something you didn't see. You had to turn. And the fish saw. They are giving those features to help them. Now you and I are also given a feature that's supposed to help us. The Holy Spirit. But you need training. That is why the natural man says that I cannot receive what you're saying. That don't make sense. I have headache. Doctor says I have three days to live and you are telling me it's not possible if I believe in Jesus' name, I will live. You are so stupid, they will tell you. They believe in realities. They believe in logic reasoning. They see and they believe. You are rather to see before you believe, but they see. You are rather to believe before you see, but they see before they believe. That's the natural man. He considers spiritual things as foolishness. Do you know what that means? A natural man is governed by his five senses and that's all. His five senses are his teachers. That's all. They can die anytime. Are you here with me? Let me show you something here. Hallelujah. If this can help you, evil or sebre de bendeneme. Galatians 4. <laughs> I just heard something very nice. Start from verse 1, please, and end in verse 3. KJV. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3 from yes. the KJV. Now I say that their heir, as long as he is a child, <laughs> different nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. Wow. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Okay. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Thank you. Amen. Now, I will explain that when we get to another, the other, other aspect. But I want you to see where it says the element of this world. The natural man is in total bondage of the elements of this world. Because he's living on an entirely human level. So everything natural, everything physical is what he believes in. What are the elements of this world? Name them. Fire, water, earth, wind. Air, yeah. The natural man is in bondage. He can be destroyed by the wind. He can be destroyed by fire. He can be destroyed by water. That's the natural man. 
He is in bondage. So is the other person we'll talk about very soon. But the natural man is totally out of the anything spirit. Such people are already registered for hell. See why we're supposed to do what we got to do to make people spiritual. Is our responsibility. But it's up to them to want it or not to want it. But it's our responsibility to introduce it to them. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Meaning, natural people are part of it. Because they got to be aware. Until Jesus came. Nobody was anything spiritual. Except those who were possessed into spiritual things or who went to, you know, these occultic stuff. So the question is, so if somebody is into occultism and all these, you know, witchcraft things, are they also spiritual people? They are not spiritual. They are natural. What identifies a person as a spiritual person is a person having the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, every other person is natural. You may be possessed by a thousand demons, you are still natural because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't have the Holy Spirit, you are natural. That is why you got yourself involved in nothing because you didn't have the Holy Spirit. If you had it, you wouldn't have gone. So you are very, very, very natural. But yet you can meet them and tell them, oh, you think you are spiritual? I'm also spiritual because I can see. I can even see what you don't see. Of course. When they go into the initiations and all that, they see into the realms of the spirit. That doesn't mean they are spiritual. Animals see into the realms of the spirit, but they are still animals. They don't have the Holy Spirit, and that is the, that is the line. You don't have it, you are not spiritual. Glory to God. Now, let's hit back our scripture. Let's do um, KJV again on the first Corinthians 2. Hey, glory to God. 2, 4, right? 14, right? Okay. 14. Now, read from 14 and get into 15. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 15. Mm. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Yes. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Ha! So the next person is what? He that is what? Spiritual. That's the second type. Let's do TPT and see what it means by judges all things and all that. I say, I'm going to judge people. What I say? All right, let's hit it. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14 from the TPT. Someone living on, the entire, on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Yeah. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. Amen. Did you get it? So who is a spiritual man? Somebody who... Well, before that, the first line of 15, those who live 
So a, a, a natural man lives on an entirely human level. A spiritual man lives in the spirit. And he's able to what? Evaluate all things. And yet nobody can evaluate him. So imagine living with me. And let's say this person is natural and I'm spiritual. How are we going to live peacefully together? Because he is trying to understand what I do and he can't. But I look at him and I can see his end. Because I evaluated the things of the spirit. And I look at him and I know he's doomed. And that is why they wanted to kill Jesus. Because they were natural, he was spiritual and it was not working. So imagine you are spiritual and then you are married to a natural person. And then you tell the person, look, look, the Lord is telling me Tuesday, don't go anywhere. And he says, are you stupid? I have a one billion dollar contract to sign on Tuesday. You're telling me not to go anywhere? <laughs> who is a spiritual person? The one who lives in the spirit. Now the KJV says that he judges all things and yet he is not judged. How come he's not judged? You've got to be where he is. Can, can you judge God? Yet he judges all things. God evaluates all things. Yet you can't evaluate him. And if we are spirit, that means we live in him. Are you catching it? If you are spirit, means that you live in the spirit. That means you live in him. And if he cannot be judged, how can he be judged? Because your placement is him. And Paul says, in him I live and move and have my being. So it was, it was hard for them to get Paul to understand him. It was hard for them to understand him. Even Peter, he says, Paul writes certain things and it's hard for us to understand. Because although they were all spiritual, his, his level was different. How can he get more spiritual? It depends on the illumination the spirit gives you. The more the light of the spirit the more spiritual, the more you live in him. That is what it means. The more you can swim, the more you can dive. It's the same thing. The more you can allow your spirit, that's why he gave us the spirit of revelation. So we can receive revelations that give us light. And the more light we receive, remember when we read the TPT, he says, this natural man cannot understand natural spiritual things because he lacks the illumination of the spirit. Did you read it? Can you read it again, please? I'm not making it up. Seriously. Look, whatever I'm saying, even not in the Bible, throw it away. <laughs> the same 1 Corinthians 2.14, the, the Passion Translation. Be libri liatus. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they're only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Ah, so he lacks what? The illumination of the spirit, but the spiritual man does not lack it. Now, the more illumination a spiritual man receives, the more higher, deeper he goes in the realms. That is why 
You can be spiritual. You see one or two things, you hear things. But another person says another level, says another thing, and you are like, this is hard. This is hard. Because there are levels, there are dimensions. If you want to go deeper, get more light. <laughs> and how does the light come through the word? The entrance of your word causes light, David says. Do you catch the, the picture? That is why we still have people in the church challenging certain revelations because the, 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 the placement in the realms is of a certain kind of light and is a limitation to them. Hmm. Paul says, I know a man who was taken to the third heavens. That's what he said. And describe what he saw in the third heavens. And yet we don't have any of the disciples, the apostles, talk about the third heavens. They were not there. Yet they were, they were working miracles. So listen to this. Listen to this. The fact that somebody works miracles does not mean they are deep in the spirit. Aaron's rod turned into snake. The king's magicians also turned rods into, into snake. When they turned the sea into, into blood, the magicians did the same. Oh boy, are you getting it? So what does it mean to be spiritual? It means you live in the spirit. And if you live in the spirit, that means the spirit is like a place. Because you can live in him. Meaning in the spirit, there are levels. Like Paul says, different kinds of grace. Remember when we read the scripture? It says everybody's grace is according to the measure of the gift they have. So you can have more grace. Due to the level of the gift, the measure of the gift given you. And yet you are not that spiritual. Doctors have studied medicine. Are all doctors pharmacists? Pharmacists can mix drugs, right? Are all pharmacists doctors? Let me show you this. I don't know if you're getting it. Mm. Watch this. Colossians 2 6. Colossians 2 6. KJV. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Oh, yes. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. That's it. Did you get it? <laughs> Amen. If you have received who? Jesus Christ. He says, walk ye in him. That is the steps to being spiritual. 
I have received Jesus Christ and I walk in him. How can you walk in him? How? He, he showed it to us. His life gave us the interpretation, that the emphatic expression of who a spiritual man is. He says, my father who lives in me. It is all about the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Ghost, Jesus was never, would never have been able to perform. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Ghost who went about healing. So Jesus was anointed with power and of the Holy Spirit. He couldn't have done what he did. Do you want that life where you evaluate all things as the spirit opens your heart? Do you want it? Oh boy. You see how sad it is when you meet Christians and they are possessed of one or two devils, how come a child of God, God manipulated by a demon, they lack light, they lack it. We are not supposed to tell believers, come out. We are supposed to do that on unbelievers because they got demons in them. But now we do it with, with, with believers. Why? Because they lack it. They are not walking in Christ. Why are they not walking in Christ? Most of them don't even know they have to walk in it. Most of them don't even open their hearts to, to find out what they should do with their new life. All they know is that I got Christ and I want to go to heaven. It is sad. So you see, any Christian who is not spiritual is the third kind of man. I'm going to show you to you. Oh, 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 oh. Do you understand it so far? <laughs> they told you if you can survive, fix yourself in the system. Right? Otherwise, you will not make it. And then we all, even as children of God, are trying to fit in. Do you know what a spiritual man does? You create the space for others to come fit in. You don't go out looking for space to fit in. That is the work of a demon. Demons go about. They don't find no place and they go back to where they were before. 
They go around looking for where to fix themselves. Jesus came and created an atmosphere. He says the kingdom of heaven is among you. He brought a space for others to fill in. That is the life of a spiritual person. You create a world and open it for others to come in. And Jesus created that world for us already. We are supposed to let others come in. Otherwise, the thief will come. He will steal. He will kill. He will destroy. Even though they are children of God, yet the thief can do that to them because they are not in the spirit. Oh, what a sad situation. That is why that Christian ended up marrying a king cobra in the ramps. Yeah. She was married to a beautiful, handsome guy. But that guy was a demon from the pit of hell. Why couldn't she see? Because she lacks light. She lacks light. She lacks it. He lacks it. We have had men of God married to witches. I know a man of God, they had a contract on him. They sent the girl his way to quench his anointing. Did you know the anointing can be taken from you? Not by God, but by that which you permit. They suck it out, of him, out from you. They keep sipping it out. And yet you don't see it. Oh yes. They drink it all. They dry you out of that anointed. They dry you out. Why do you think Jesus went into the mountains and prayed? To keep the anointed. Yeah, he wanted to keep it. And increase in it. Because something can take the anointing from you. A demon can touch your anointing. Did you know? Yes. <laughs> A demon can take the anointing from you. Very easy. How? By your permission. And we have permitted a lot of things to be taken out of our lives and we didn't know that we permitted when they were eating whatever that snake told them to eat, they were permitting something. And we saw it when God said, because of you, now the land will bring tongues instead of fruits and food. Things we permit. All in the name of whatever it is. All right. Let me not waste your time. I can't go so deep. But I'm introducing something to you. The third person. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I believe I'm right. Let's get ourselves on verse 11. As we are almost checking ourselves out of this place. Oh God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11. From the KJV. For other foundation, 
For other foundation can no man lay than this, mm. than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. Foundation can no man lay than. Glory to God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let me give you something that will be make that will make more sense. <laughs> Oh yes, Christ is a that that one alone is. <laughs> now watch this. Romans seven fourteen might help you. Uh-huh. Romans chapter seven verse fourteen, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Who is carnal? He says the carnal man is sold under sin. He is supposed to be spiritual. And do you know who a carnal person is? Somebody, for example, who says I'm a Christian, I've received Christ, and yet he is not exercising the spirit. He is carnal. Carnal means religious person. Do you get the picture now? A carnal person is what? A religious person. Oh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yet they drink like nobody's business. <laughs> Canal. That is why when you read, he says that the babe, the heir, as long as he's a child, is under tutors and governors until he reaches the full time appointed for his growth. Otherwise, he is under the bondage of the elements of this world. Natural man are ruled by their senses and under the bondage of the element of this world. And carnal people also are under the bondage of the element of this world. Because they are lukewarm. One leg in the flesh, one leg in the spirit. They don't know their place. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said that lukewarmness, he always wants to vomit them out of his, of his mouth. That is a carnal man. Now watch this. Romans 8, 7. Romans 8, 7. Romans 8, 7. Chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. It cannot be subject to anything God. It cannot be subject. Do you know what it means? Then The carnal mind is an enmity. The carnal mind, if somebody is carnal, his mind fights God. Do you understand it? His mind fights God. What does it mean? His imaginations are against the purposes of God. That's a carnal man. So they are in the church and they oppose any, everything in the church. Yet they are Christians. They are religious. That is a work of religion. Any religious person seeks to dominate instead of being instructed they seek to dominate and then they look, start looking for people who, who will come under them have you seen somebody said I will not pay tight again a church in Ghana why when I went to the pastor's house he has bought a big DS, DSTV dish 
It is our time. I will not pray again. That is a carnal man. His mind is against anything. Godliness. They are religious. What is the meaning of religion? Pretense. Why, why are you looking at me like I'm saying something bad? You didn't know what the religion means? It means what? Pretense. Religion is like politics. We lure you to come in and yet we deal with you. That's religion. It's a bondage. It's a pretense. That's why Christianity is not a religion. But yet we have people practicing religion. The only religious aspect of Christianity is what James called, this is a true religion, where you take care of widows and orphans. That is the only religious aspect of Christianity. <laughs> religion means pretense. When Jesus came, all those guys, the high priests, whatever, they were all religious people pretending that they don't they know God. They didn't know God. They, they didn't know Nero. <sighs> I have to cut it now. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 from the MSG. MSG. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Probably just 28. Oh, yes. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. From the MSG. Mm -hmm. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Ah. Come to me. <laughs> Get away with me and you will recover your life. Jesus is saying that run from religion. Come, come join me. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Don't, don't bother yourself. <laughs> you didn't get it, the whole picture. He says, Are you, come out of religion and let's walk. Jesus didn't bring religion. He brought the life of God. He brought a kingdom. He brought the presence of God. He has nothing to do with religion. Religion is pretense, I tell you. It is pure pretense and it's fake. God is not pleased with it. And he will never be. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1. KJV, 1 Corinthians 3 1. Let's get out of here soon, yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. Yes. And I... Brethren, mm -hmm. could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, yes, but as unto carnal, mm -hmm. even as unto babes in Christ. Carnal people are babies in Christ. They are babies, and babies always resist a lot of times. That's why their mind is an anti against God. Their minds are always fighting things of God because the babies don't understand and they will resist. So carnal people are people... They are God, they, they know they are Christians. They're in the church. But they are babies. So their resistance is high. And they don't understand things. Even though you explain to them a thousand times, there are a thousand times they don't understand because they are children. And we have lots of them in the Christ, in the body of Christ. Lots of them are in the church. They complain about everything. 
That's that's kind of people. <laughs> and why is it that they have different chairs for these people and they have different chairs for that people? The usher tells them, please, sit here. It's, this just is for all of us. You can't just tell them to see where they like. I'll, I'll sit where I like. Canal. Shall we all be upstanding? Uh, I want to sit. <laughs> no example. <laughs> Shall we all now sit down? What, why, why can't you make up your mind? We're standing, we're sitting, we're standing. Are we children? Yes, you are. That's why you're behaving like that. They have people at the, at the parking lot telling people how to park and where to park. Please, do reverse parking. Is this my car? This, why, why are you telling me to do it? I want to do front parking. And now people. That's it, I'm not going again, no. There's a song that is in my heart. They've never sung it. I don't think it. Ah. Mercy. May you not be carnal, please. Come out of it. Don't be carnal. Don't be. Don't be at all because God can't do anything with you. You are too religious for God's liking. First Corinthians 3.3. 3. 1 Corinthians 3 3. We are going to just, this is the last one. This is the last, the third one. Canal. Yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Mm-hmm. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying the strife and the visions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Ah, now he is connecting carnality to natural men. They are envyings and strivings among you. He says, Are you not carnal? I know even natural people. Because a natural man will, man will fight you squarely. An eye for an eye. <laughs> or as a spiritual man will look at you and have the constraint of the spirit and say, I would have insulted you but for the Holy Spirit. The carnal man is like the natural man. You, and can be a cross my sign. Or they tell you, be a cross and they sit in church watching the time, calculating how they're going to fight when they go back. After all the presence of God, they go back and say, Mama, <laughs> canal, strivings and envyings. Anytime you see strivings and envyings and divisions going on, it's caused by canal people. Canal people. They can be pastors, they can be elders, they can be whatever. Canal people. Didn't he bring that white SUV last week? And this week he has brought what? Hey. So the rest of us, they, we, are, we are what? Our cars, they are not respected. Carnality. She goes home and forces the husband. Did you see Kojo? Do you see how? how? You, we, must, we must do the same. Carnality. Look. Carnal minds are very competitive negatively. Very competitive. Why is it competitive? In the sense that they, they, want, they want to show that they are the best. Where, where is that coming from? 
Canal. Spiritual people, you tell them, this is the last point. They say, oh no. We want more. Canal people, this is the last point. Watch it. That's carnality for you. That's carnality for you. That's carnality for you. That's what? Carnality for you. Paul was preaching in the story building, I think the third floor or something. He preached the whole night until a guy fell from the third floor, hit the ground. When they, they said, oh, he's dead. He breathed into the guy, brought him back to life, went back, sat him down and continued the message, and nobody left. Spirituality. Can people, ah, wokunu, egbo, egbo, whatever gang they speak. Brings the guy back to life and says, hey, Paul, and some will leave, but see, they sat down and he continued the message all night long. Spiritual people. You know, kind of people, they are the first to leave when you close. I'm not talking about those who have appointment to give, no, no. They are the, look, they are the first, you, <laughs> my God. Do you know why? Because when you close, the spiritual person wants to make sure everything is organized. They have somewhere to go by. Yes, something pulls them. Let me make sure the house of God is in order before I go. That's a spiritual person. You get it? But a canal man, he had the water, he put a water bottle here and left it. So, the way because of this is you go. And then left this, and then everything is scattered. And then the spiritual ones are still trying to put the place in order. The canal ones left. Why? They are like babies. They are like babies. What do babies do? Scatter things around misplaced things and disorganizes things. That's what babies do. So we have kind of people, oh, God help us. Mm. Oh. All right. Let me end here. Let me end here. Let me end here. She said what? Spiritual people speak. So which one is she? Mercy. <laughs> yes. So these are three types. What is the first type? Who is a natural man? Canal men. Canal people. Wait to let, let me show you something. Canal people, they can chew gum and they forget they are chewing gum. Hey, hey. It's every time to stay awake. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. But shouldn't distract you. Canal man, we are fasting. And the canal man said, But why am I hungry? But that's why you fast, to get hungry. So why are you saying that? Why are you hungry? <laughs> oh my goodness. But somebody has eaten and said, I'm full. But why did you eat? He said, because you want to be full. Yeah. 
But in the name of Jesus, you are growing. Yeah. If, if you desire it, you grow. Let's have communion, please. If you desire it, you, you, you have it. Don't you want God to use you so much? When you read the Matthew that we read in the MSG, he says, he says, come and walk with me and what? Work with me. It's so beautiful. There's a spirituality. A move and a walk with God. And I pray that you get there. Oh, yes. It, it just takes you a desire. A, a sincere desire. Thank you. A sincere desire that I want it. I need it. And then you are there. Gradually, it's a process, but it's possible. Can you imagine Peter became so spiritual that he wasn't ready to go through anything for Christ? But he was a religious man. All the disciples were all religious. They were Jews. They were all religious. All religious. You know, it got to a time that Paul's and Peter's religiosity came to play one time that when he was with other people who were working with him in the ministry, they, they got to a place where they were Gentiles. You know, religiously, Jews and Gentiles don't mingle. But then he was with them because they had received a revelation that God is not taking their salvation to them. But when they were working and then he saw that the other Jews coming, he, he moved from the Gentiles so the Jews would not judge him. Or condemn him. And his guys also saw him and they did the same. But Paul saw it. And Paul gave Peter a public rebuke. Say you are a hypocrite. Don't do that. That's a spiritual person. Although Peter was the head of the apostles, he rebuked him in public. You don't do that. You know for a fact that the salvation has now gone to Gentiles also. Why are you pretending? Religion. Always pretending. He rebuked him in public. And Peter repented. He rebuked him in public. That's why I would say the word of God is for three things. Criticizing, rebuking, and correcting. It kills religion. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh boy, I was trying to get you that. Um, all right. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. All right, we have the communion. You know, that was like the second time Peter has been rebuked. Jesus did the first one. Remember what he just did with Peter? Get thee behind me, Satan. Why? He was saying, Jesus, I will not let you die. God forbid over my dead body. That's religion. Religion opposes the will of God. I can't let you die. I love you, Jesus. I like you. And he said, get thee behind me, Satan. That was the first time he was rebuked. Anytime... Anybody resist the vision of God and the will of God for your life? Satan is taking over. Carnality and naturalism. You got to rebuke that thing. 
Remember, he didn't say, Peter, I rebuke you. He said, I rebuke. get deep behind me. Say that there was a Satan factor in the, in, the, in the thing Peter was doing. We are taking communion, we are praying. As I take this body and the blood of Jesus, help me to be spiritual. Give light to my eyes. Give light to the understanding of my eyes. Oh, open, open the doors of revelations unto me. Talk to him. Oh, that our eyes will be open. As we take the blood and the body of Christ, oh Lord, we receive illumination. We receive revelations. We receive knowledge and wisdom that we shall grow, Lord, that we shall grow. We shall grow to become the people you, you want us to be. Having the totality of God where we can fully say that indeed we are partakers of your divine nature. My And speak against anything that is seeking to destroy your life. Curse that thing. Neutralize every negative power that is seeking to destroy you or resist you from fulfilling the will of God. Rebuke that thing and tell that thing that it is from today made impotent. David said, I will not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. You have something to do for the Lord. Rebuke resistance. Rebuke resistance. Rebuke resistance. Rebuke resistance. Rebuke it. Rebuke and resist that arm that seeks to destroy that way the Lord has planted in you and that way the Lord has purpose to do for you and with you. Listen to Oh, we overcome any form of darkness, any form of demonic persuasions, any form of demonic resistance by the power of the Holy Ghost, even as we take this blood and the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's take the communion. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Father, we give you praise. Bless your people with the light of the Spirit. Help them to grow in the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, God bless you. It's going to be on a podcast and try to be playing it. You see, all the message I've, I've put on a podcast, if you can keep listening and listening well, you realize that 
you're receiving some kind of light from the spirit and you are becoming spiritual. You are becoming spiritual. Look, I've done so well with the time tonight. Wow. Glory to God. No, we agreed on a time we close, right? But I'm, I'm done so well that I don't let that time beat us. And you don't even appreciate me for that. <laughs> oh dear. All right, let's be upstanding. God bless you. And um, see you on Sunday. Here to pray. Hi. Hi. We are here to pray. And for those who sent their on the on the text message, you said they are in. We will talk soon, okay? Is something wrong? Okay. So do you understand it now? Oh, those who give the wave on the group text. Okay, those who raise their hands. Forgive me for the lack of details. <laughs> you see, you are spiritual. You, you evaluate all things. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. We take our Jude. You ready? I have some work for you, Christy. I'll tell you soon. Probably when we close. Oh, it's not anything, Bia. I mean, there's no anything your spirit. You are a spiritual person. Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. I think we had a wonderful worship time today, right? Mm-hmm. God bless the worshiper. <laughs> the worshiper. <laughs> Are we ready? One, two, let's go. Now to the one with enough power to prevent me from stumbling into sin and bring me faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with a static delight to the only God our Savior through our Lord Jesus Christ be endless glory and majesty great power and authority from before he created time now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. I hope those words mean a lot to you. Not just reciting them. Alright, God bless you.